Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. You can watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we get to talk about summer camp, but maybe not the kind that you're thinking of as you gear up for finding what to do with your kids this summer. You may be exploring summer camp options. But then you also may be searching for support for your children when it comes to their mental health. So we're going to bridge the two today with an exciting new camp here in Mississippi called Camp Seek. We've got the founder, Dr. Alyssa Kilbury, with us today in studio, along with camp director, Sarah Sellers. So welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you for having us. I think this is a great idea as mental health and all um, awareness arises. It's finding those ways for those vulnerable ages, which is sort of the teens and how to marry all of that sort of together. So, uh, Dr. Kilbury, this is your... Your brainchild. So give us a little bit of the background how Camp Seek came about. Well, so my husband was a farmer and we lost him a couple of years ago, but we founded the camp to take our favorite things all into account. So I am a clinical psychologist. He was a farmer, and we also were both Christians. So those are the three basic principles behind SEEK. We teach Christianity, we teach mental health techniques, and then we also teach about Mississippi agriculture, like farm-to-table and row crop farming and things like that. So um, it's taking all my favorite things and putting them in one camp. So Sarah, as camp director, how did you get connected with Camp SEEK? Well, first of all, Dr. Killebrew is also my aunt, Um, so we have that connection, but I was that child at, you know, about 12, that's when I started having mental health issues, and I needed tools from the beginning, so I started doing counseling, I went to my own type of camp that taught me tools, got me outside, we did experientials, and then, you know, I ended up doing a lot more therapy, and I'm in such a better place now because of those tools I learned when I was so young, Um, and so adolescents are just my heart, I just think that if we can teach tools at a very early age, new perspectives about agriculture, new insights of Christianity that we can, you know, 
probably send them off in a way healthier path. Well, it's it's able to to better cope with, I guess, the realities of their daily life now from mm-hmm. social media to, I know it's state testing for a lot of kids this week that adds the pressure to just, you know, everything else compounded. And sometimes, you know, they do end up spiraling just like adults when we don't know what to do. We, we know what to do with their hands, right? You don't know what to do with the mm-hmm. thoughts. You don't know what to do with sort of the, you know, uh, the feelings. And so having those tools to me uh, sounds like a good thing. So explain the camp. One week, couple days. How does that work? So we uh, have lots of adult therapeutic intensives in the United States. One is called On Site, and it's in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's actually a place that I attended as an adult after I lost my spouse. And so I wanted to bring this to Mississippi so we have a place to send children. Because trauma, I've been, I've been a psychologist now for a long time. And when I'm sitting in front of a patient who's an adult, usually their trauma started as a child. And there wasn't someone there that could help them with that trauma. So they picked up an ineffective behavior like drinking or using a drug or um, some kind of ineffective behavior that leads to mental illness. And so I think this is, is just such a special, special need in our area. And we need to be dealing with trauma at a young age. And so this camp is really specific to those kids who have had trauma, divorce, grief, loss, um, the, those kids that are being bullied. Uh, we're, we're just tickled to death to have a resource now, and I couldn't find one, and so I just decided we'll create it. So, Sarah, as we are approaching to summer, is camp open? What are the weeks, the slots? Yes. How does that, the age? Because I know it's not real young. Y'all kept it more towards uh, this, um, the end of the teenage years, which I think is smart. But yes. all of that. Who's the right camp camp camper? <laughs> <laughs> the right camper is a camper that needs a breath. I would say, just to put it as simply as possible, a kid that maybe is not responding to their parents as much or their peers or, you know, shuts down. Like, we're we're looking to, you know, really connect with the kids and help them find themselves at the camp. So camp is open, seekintensives.com. You can also email me, info at seekintensives.com. That's on the website as well. For more information, I'm really happy to meet with any parent or child that's wanting to understand more because I, like Dr. Killebrew said, it's new. And so we want to make sure everybody understands what this camp is. Fun camps are obvious. You know, you're going to go to the lake, you're going to go maybe hiking and sing, all of those things. So we are taking that model and we are adding a curriculum of agriculture lessons, spiritual teachings, and um Mental health. Mental health, yes. Mental health. So our main three. And and the mental health is coming from licensed professionals, right? Correct. Which I think is important because, I mean, even as a dietitian, sometimes uh, we would work with diabetes camps. And it was making sure that you had the healthcare professionals on site to make sure your kid was getting, you know, licensed and good therapy. So it's not, you know, it's science-based. Correct. And one of the things that's real important with our camp is sometimes children don't respond from sitting and talking about their problems. So I wanted to bring a camp that has experiential therapy. 
therapies. So we have equine therapy. We have art therapy. We have ropes courses. We have music therapy. There's there's not just sitting and, and discussing problems, which often doesn't really work well with kids. It's getting out and doing things and having experiences that help you have a new epiphany. I like how Sarah said a breath. They just need a breath. breath. So it sounds like camp seeks that opportunity. You're not shipping your kids away, but giving them an opportunity to disconnect and detach. And maybe it's not in that traditional form of camp that they would be turned off to. It's more of like a retreat or reset, Mm -hmm. you know, like a getaway from from it. And then wrapped in that some opportunities to better understand the monkey in the brain. Exactly. Yeah. And that way. And I think that's helpful because you don't want to look at it as you're you're sending your kid to like rehab. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that would be like yes. not rehab, but, you know, like in that way, you don't want the kid yeah. to feel like they're being sent away mm-hmm. for medical purposes. But it's that break that they need, the pause that could could do them all um, all good. What's the age range? So we're looking at 13 to 17, and we have some 12-year-olds that we want to be in this camp. So if you do, if you're listening and you have a 12-year-old, we can definitely talk to you more about if they would, you know, fit well with the camp, if they would really benefit from it. But that's the main age range we're looking for this year. And Dr. Killebrew, maybe camp, maybe they're not ready for camp, but they recognize that they have that middle age tween teen that's struggling and they don't even know where's the first place to go or what resources sort of for that what's your best advice just to help parents better help you know the stranger that's probably living down the hall yeah, just set an appointment up. I, I have a practice in Ridgeland. I'd be happy to talk to any parent uh, about their child and how to approach them because, you know, young young people, I was a teenager not too long ago, um, and we just become aliens when we're a, a teenager, you know, and our parents seem like they're big hairy monsters. And so um, I'm, I'm happy to support any parent that needs just some guidance and someone to bounce thoughts and ideas ideas and strategy off with. Um, I do have a practice. Killebrew Psychological Services is is our practice in Ridgeland, and we can provide you with virtual if you're not local. And Sarah, having been the right camper, you wish you would have had a camp like this. Absolutely. What do you tell to the parent that may have the kids who is struggling for a little bit of hope that maybe, you know, you can, they can learn to cope or deal when given the right tools? Yeah. Well, I talked to a lot of parents that have kids that were like me, and I just tell them that hopefully one day their kid will thank them because I thank my mother every day for what she did for me. And I promise you, I was not grateful for her at the time. I was very unkind to her and I'll never understand what it was like to walk in her shoes, but I can see clearer now what I put her through. And, you know, it it was a lot and it was very stressful. And I know that she felt at times that she was alone and that this was a huge hurdle we would never get over. And just grateful that I was given resources even when I didn't want them at some point I did want them and so I can look back and say wow I'm I'm lucky you know when it comes to like to mental health you can't fix uh, anyone but you can give them the tools that they can then help to sort of navigate and and work through for themselves Mm -hmm. and so but you got to have the tools to sort of do it and so I encourage anyone seek out that help that you need and if you're interested in camp seek again Sarah where do we go We'll go to seekintensives.com. All righty, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good things are going on. There's so many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today we're going to highlight what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. Like coming up this weekend, we've got Burnside Blues Fest, which sounds so much fun in Ripley, Mississippi. And Elizabeth is joining us to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, how are we doing? Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely, and I think uh, this sounds like a whole lot of fun. So is this, how many years have you guys been doing Blues Fest there in Ripley? Um, Well, actually, this is the first year that we're doing the Burnside Blues Fest. We've had um, a blues block party twice before, and it was a lot of fun. This year we wanted to focus a little bit more on um, the Burnside. So it'll be just as much fun. I think we'll have more people show up just to hear this great lineup that we have. All right. Well, tell us about that great lineup. Okay. Well, it starts at nine, at 2 o'clock, and it's going to start with Lightning, Malcolm, and then we'll have Mark, Muleman, Massey, then Kent Burnside, Kenny Brown, Eric Deaton, and then at 9.30, Gary Burnside Band will finish this off. So it's going to be a full and day of great music. This is going to be a really full day. It'll be a lot of fun. We've got a couple of... Food trucks, Memphis street food, and poorhouse barbecue will be set up, and they're both excellent. And this it takes place um, right outside of our Hill Country Blues Alley, which is an alley we created over the last few years. It's really like an outdoor art gallery. We have um, nine huge paintings of Hill Country Blues artists, and it's just a fun place to hang out and uh, listen to music. But at the same time, it's still an alley. So we're blocking off the street right next to it, which is Walnut Street. So the the guys will play on a loading dock for, at this cool warehouse, and then we'll have the whole street to um, to gather and listen. So Elizabeth, if we are not familiar with where Ripley's at, or maybe we've heard it before, but we're just not brushed up on our uh, Mississippi geography, where are you guys located? We are in northeast Mississippi in the Hill Country. So we are... About 20 minutes uh, north of New Albany, mm-hmm. you know where New Albany is, and about an hour, a little over an hour from Memphis. So we're up close to the top of the state. And then, I mean, give us a little um, view of, like, what's downtown Main Street. So we come in for the Blues Fest. We're obviously going to get some good food. We're going to get some good music, hear a great lineup of bands. Uh, but then we can mosey on to downtown. And what will we find in terms of shopping or staying if we're trying to plan our trip to, to Ripley? Well, there's a lot of good shopping, especially downtown, and um, a really cool tap room that we have. It's called Jefferson Street Tap Room. Um, it's really nice. And then we've got the Inn on the Square, which is a really cute boutique hotel. I don't know if it's booked, but it's uh, it's a great place to stay because you're right there and you can just walk to everything. And I believe it's also First Monday weekend. I know a lot of people have heard of First Monday, but it's one of the largest flea markets in America. Oh, tell so us it, more, it brings, we hadn't. Tell us about that. It, it brings, uh, they bring about 15,000 people in each month so it's just all these vendors set up with 
Uh, you can get anything from an antique to a chicken <laughs> to uh, Hispanic food. There's a huge row of Hispanic food that's awesome. But it's a fun experience. So it's the first Monday antique, or you call it, uh, I guess it's a flea market, as you sort of mentioned, Elizabeth. So is that happens every first Monday of every month there in Ripley, or is it right outside of Ripley, or is that part of the city's um, events? It's, uh, well, it's every month. It's right, um, it's the weekend before the first Monday every month, and it's right as you are entering Ripley. You can't miss it. Um, so that'd be fun to stop by there and then come to the um, the Burnside Blues Fest and do a little shopping also. Which I love that. So then you can make a full weekend of that. If we want a full list of all of the things going on and all of the artists that are going to be taking the stage, and don't forget to free admission. I think folks will thoroughly enjoy that. Where do you go for all that information, Elizabeth? You can look at our social media. So we're Ripley Main Street on Facebook and on Instagram. And then we have a website. It's RipleyMSMainStreet.com. All righty. Well, wishing y'all good leather. Good leather. Good weather. I don't know what ha- I hadn't had enough coffee yet, Elizabeth. Good weather this weekend. And then also some Thanks. good steals and deals when it comes to the flea market. I, I think that's a great combination and super cool. So um, I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All righty. We're going from Ripley, Mississippi, to we're going to Greenwood. They've got their annual queue on the Yazoo Barbecue. Brantley's joining us to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Brantley. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? I'm not going to complain when I get to talk about some good old barbecue. And by the way, y'all's a logo or whatever for the event, as cute as can be. Don't go bacon my heart. <laughs> don't go bacon my heart. Right. We just, we're going to eat bacon. We don't want to be breaking any hearts. So, uh, we thought it worked out. We've even, we dropped a surprise category on all the teams and they're all going to get 12 strips of bacon to come up with a bacon, uh, creation. And we've got a bacon shaped trophy that they will take home so y'all uh, have up the ante you are full <laughs> po- you are, you're in full and pull pork sort of thing yeah, absolutely right <laughs> we're a full, full pork team um this week so <laughs> how many teams are coming in this is not just a festival this is also a contest a delicious one might i add and so give us yeah. the rundown who all will be there or how many will be there and what will they be cooking so we've got, I think at my last count this morning, we're around 36 teams, and um, these are professional and patio teams that are all competing. This is a Memphis Barbecue Network sanctioned event, so um, we take, you know, we take our eating and drinking very seriously in Greenwood, and by sanctioning it, we just made it all the more um, official, as we like to call it, but the teams will be competing in everything from pulled pork to ribs to catfish, beans, sauce, bacon, um, and then we do the we do a cocktail competition too. So for teams that you know, um, in good Delta fashion, we like to see cocktail creations. Absolutely, and why not with bacon? I think you should have made that one of the categories. You can tie it, all right, you can tie it all together. Just a so, bacon margarita um, or something. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, while you can't necessarily, um, you know, not everybody gets to sample everything that the team cook, we do do a, um, because we have to have official judges for an official sanctioned competition, but we will have a people's choice 
competition, and we'll have 11 different team entries um, of pulled pork for the general public to come in and sample and cast a vote for their favorite. So you can sample some officially cooked um, barbecue on Saturday morning at 11. Sounds like a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. and somebody, Somebody's got to do it, right. Somebody's got to show up and do it. Okay, so I know it's a two-day event, so it's over Saturday and Sunday of this upcoming weekend. What's the rest going on? Y'all aren't cooking pork the whole weekend, or maybe you are, but is there music or are there, are there other things going on at um, the queue on the Yazoo? Yeah, so it's actually, it'll be, it'll kick off Friday at noon. Um, we'll have food trucks downtown, so come eat lunch and shop with us in downtown. And then the Finchers Spring Summer Fashion Show will kind of kick off the entertainment at 530. And then we've got bands from about 6 o'clock to about 11 o'clock. Um, and it's a free downtown event. Um, and then on Saturday, things kick off at 10. Um, we have the Bloody Mary Bar. Uh, we'll have the People's Choice Competition. We've got the fun obstacle course inflatables for the kiddos. Um, and then kind of live music throughout the day until we do the contest results at 5. Sounds like a whole weekend. If we want to plan a whole weekend to Greenwood, maybe this just sounds like right up our alley. We want to get a jump start on summer uh, vacations, get take a break after state testing. (laughs) Where do we go and maybe think about like lodging or all the other things that go along with a great weekend trip? Yeah, sure. So we've got the um, we've got the Luvian in downtown Greenwood, which is our boutique um, historically. Uh, resort hotel um, in downtown. Of course, it's got Gardenia's, which is a great Italian and steakhouse um, located within the Alluvian if you're not into eating pork all weekend. Um, we've also got a great, you know, Hampton Holiday Inn, and then we've got the Tallahatchie Flats, which is just outside of town if you want a truly authentic Delta stay um, out at the flats. Um, those are great lodging opportunities um and last time i checked i think everybody had a little bit of availability but i'm not sure as of this week um and then you know we'll we'll have food downtown pretty much all weekend you know but we've got the crystal grill uh we've got fan and johnny's there's also the delta street charity weekend going on there's a Y'all really got a Delta weekend packed, or a weekend packed with Delta fun is what I should say. Where can we go to get all the rundown on the event, Brantley? QOnTheYazoo.com and follow our Facebook page because that's where we'll be putting all the updates and stuff throughout the weekend, which is also Q on the Yazoo. You'll have to let me know who wins, okay? Okay, will do. Thanks. All righty. Good luck to all those competitors. It sounds like a delicious weekend. And if you're looking for something to do, don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar. You can get more information on upcoming events in your area. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. I'm all shook up. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even watch us on YouTube. You can now watch good things, too, on Ceasefire TV if you've got that. We are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. You can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can catch Sports Talk Mississippi. They are coming up next after good things, but they will be on the square in Oxford coming up on Friday for the annual Double Decker Festival, talking about something fun to do downtown. There's a ton of things happening at this year's Double Decker Festival, including music from Southern Rock Band Blackberry Smoke and the Magnolia States and Good Things Favorite Girls, uh, Chapel Heart will take the stage as well. And also kudos to Mississippi Main Street Association. I saw where they posted the about the historic signing of SB. 2359 today at the Mississippi State uh, Capitol by Governor Reeves. It's a bill that creates the Mississippi Main Street Revitalization Grant Program. So you're going to see more good things coming to our Mississippi Main Streets. And I think if you've got a working and thriving Main Street Association in your town, you already are aware of all the good things they can do and the um, economic development and the opportunities they can bring to communities. And the cool part is all these great events and places to stay and to um, tour or to visit. I mean, when one's doing well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander here. And there's enough, I guess, um, weekend getaways to go around that we could all be thriving and and celebrate and hone in and on our mainstreams because they're all individual. And I think that's um, I think that's really cool and something to celebrate. OK, I am today years old. I was not aware or maybe I was now that I was reading about it, about the first Monday in Ripley, which we had someone text in, said it would be easier to say that this isn't a Ripley flea market. Um, what isn't at Ripley flea market more than what is you can walk or you can ride uh, golf carts. So I went to good old Google and I was like, what's going on in Ripley, Mississippi that I wasn't uh, necessarily aware of? And apparently I'm left out. I I have been in the shadows uh, about this since 1893, to be exact, is when the first Monday, <laughs> the first Monday started. In fact, I made sure I read that wrong. I mean, see if I read that wrong, like 1993, which even still would be sad. But the first Monday in Ripley started July of 1893, and it has taken place every month since rain or shine, sleet or snow. And it started as a day set aside once a month for people to come together and trade their wares with others. So back in back in the back before my day, like way back in the day. And, you know, 1893, I mean, if you lived all rural, but you had cool things to trade, sell or barter, you needed, I guess, that that point of reference to all come in and have the opportunity, which I guess that is the whole creation of what markets or flea markets, I mean, not flea markets, but markets do in general is everyone has an opportunity, you know, to come and sort of share. But how cool is it? that they've kept it going for over a hundred plus years. You got antiques, uh, seen on TV products, hundred year old cast iron skillets. If you need uh, a needle of love to designer clothes, pedigree puppies, black and tan hounds, finger licking barbecue, street tacos. I mean, why y'all hold out on me? Why am I just now finding out about, about, did you know about this right now? Uh, in passing. I mean, I am from, North Mississippi and Ripley's not all that far from Tupelo in the grand scheme of things. But uh, I can't say that I've ever been to First Monday, though. 
Well, it sounds like you got ample opportunity once a month to to make it uh, happen. I feel like a, a flea market isn't a flea market unless you have one of a handful of things that all the kids want their parents to buy for them, like the the snap pops. Mm-hmm. You got to have a table selling snap pops. If they don't have the snap pops, you got to have the the two little chalky ball things that you throw one up and catch it and it pops like a snap pop, but it's not really a snap pop. Or you've got the plastic clackers, the little handle with the two triangular pieces of plastic and the little balls on the end that you move back and forth and it clacks and makes a noise. Yes. If you want to know what rental space is, maybe you've got something to sell. I was reading a little maybe bit more about it. Maybe you got the clackers. Maybe you got the clackers or you've got whatever it is. I feel like this is a steal. It's $20 to rent a space per day or $35 for the weekend. Like that's nothing. You go to some of these other events thousands of dollars to get a little table for you to be able to to do your stuff at but this is this is cool i think it's neat if you've ever been to ripley's first monday i'd love to know what you bought 601-879-4395 and now you may have never been there but if you've ever been to a flea market or like a oh yeah coolest thing you've ever seen or bought at a flea market i bought a super nintendo at a flea market did you really oh yeah that if that if, if you were looking for old school games like the Nintendo era, they may or may not work. Then it, I well, guess that was it's the cool part about mine that I picked it up. the The flea market I went to, there's a guy that's he's always there. He's got like a permanent installation with with glass cases and stuff, just full of old games. But he also has a TV set up with a lot of different consoles. And he like if you buy a game and ask to test it, he'll plug it in, press play, and it's like, yeah, it works. See, well, that's kind. There's one um, that many of you, if you are into flea marketing, there's one in central Mississippi in Flowood. I, I'm, I'm sure the name is very obvious, like Flowood Flea Market or something, but I can't, I can't remember it. Um, we have visited it a time or two, and it is like a living museum of things you can buy. Like it's a walk through history or nostalgia and pop culture from the different decades and even and they charge one or two dollars to get in which is fine it's like you're going into you know like the circus to see like the the little entertainment thing like, because it is like some of it you know is obviously well i'm not gonna say because what's one man's trash is another man's tchotchkes tchotchkes uh but you do i find those that have booths at flea markets who seek that stuff out interesting like, you must lead an incredibly interesting life. You were on a 24-7 scavenger hunt or treasure hunt to find the most unique, unassuming, long forgotten, but yet slonging from somebody one of the jiggles. There are just some things that you really only can find at a flea market. Like think of woodworking. A lot of people, when they think of wood furniture, they think of something flat packed from Wally World. Or they think of something on the high end where it's antique and it's mm-hmm. luxurious woods from somewhere in Sicily or something. But at a flea market, you've got that good middle of the road where it's handmade woodworking, like a bookshelf or a shoe rack or something. But the the distinct difference is nowhere else in the world that I've seen besides a flea market do you have that woodworking where all the edges are rounded. You're right. That's a very popular style for woodworking at a flea market. You are so right. Chris and Tupelo said, my mother used to buy fabric to make clothes for me when I was a kid in the 70s, early 
eighties from the Ripley's first um, Mondays. That's Speaking of fabric, where else but a flea market would you find a broom cover? I don't know what one is of those it? fabric things. It's like a sleeve. I was just going to say, what is a broom color um, cover? Um, but now that makes you are bougie if you <laughs> you are just slap on another level. If you feel like your broom needs to be decorated and individualized from every other cleaning utensil in your in your little thing, whatever you call it, utility closet. Hey, I guess they make little pot holders to like the little things, but that's where your cast iron, obviously not to burn yourself if you're taking the cast iron off the but they they're very they can get very decorative in that. I think it's neat. I would love to go to Ripley's first Monday at some point just to it's you can get lost. You don't even have to buy anything. I'm sure you would, but it's or you end up buying something you have zero need and 24 hours before want. I mean, I didn't really it. need a Super Nintendo. I just I grew up with regular regular Nintendo and then a Sega Genesis. I never had a Super Nintendo growing up, so I saw it at the flea market. I was like, I never had one of those. I'm going to buy it now that I'm adult. I'm going to play it. <laughs> I um, I appreciate the uh, flea markers flip. It's one of the shows. It's amazing too what folks can go and find at flea markets for nothing, and then turn it into with a little paint, little fix me up, little DIY, and then make it into beautiful pieces that you're like, what? You got that at a flea market? But then some flea markets are proud of their finds, and so it's not all cheap. Like it's not garage sale prices every time you go to a flea market. No. If they know what they're doing and dealing, then they know how to price them, price them to move, but also price them to make a li- I guess I don't know if they all make a living off of it, but it's, it's I mean, there income. are some that do, yeah, where they travel from market to market, weekend to weekend. Julian Walnut, we go f- to first Monday at Ripley very often, and you can find almost anything you want there. I don't know why I thought nobody was going. I mean, it's been going on for over 127 years. Somebody's showing up for them to keep it going on, but I'm just feeling very left out of the first Monday in Ripley. So, there you go. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. You've got your grand You can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can find great headlines about Mississippi with the Supertalk Mississippi news team. They are covering your Mississippi stories. You can stay up to date and sign up for the free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And you can get great headlines like this. Good Morning America donates 30000 to Rolling Fork tornado victims. There was a big, uh, I guess... I guess it 
they did the whole show there or maybe so live um, this morning at the GMA and they're in Rolling Fork and there's a great article over at supertalk.fm if you missed that Mississippi's own Robin Roberts I know she took a lot of time highlighted a lot of locals and really shined a spotlight on the efforts that's going on there the good work that's um, been done by the good people of Mississippi and other volunteers but also still the work that needs to be done we all know this is going to be a long road uh, there so if you want to read the whole story you can do that over at supertalk.fm and and Rhino, so I know it's almost like I don't want to say it out loud, but I was reminded how much I love pretzels, the big soft ones, at a concert that shall not be named. It brought up in, in conversation because this right, is good right, things. Right. Over the weekend, and it happens to be National Pretzel Day, and it's the great debate on what constitutes as like the original pretzel. Is it the crispy like pretzel that you get out of the bag that crunches, or is it the big soft pretzel that comes with dipping sauces and it's the most beautifully baked textured carbohydrate next to a croissant on the planet i actually don't know the history without googling it but just taking a stab in the dark with context clues Mm -hmm. i would say the big soft pretzel came first but probably didn't come in the twisted shape that we know as pretzels it just was dough that was baked up and then had the well, salt on boiled, it. boiled, then baked. Boiled, then baked. Um, but they say they can be crunchy, salt, pretzels, warm, soft, cinnamon, all of that. They're all considered pretzels, and it is obviously National Pretzel Day. According to the History of Science and Technology, in 610 A.D., the Italian monk, a monk would admit it. He was so sad. He needed carbs. He was so alone. He just wanted to eat his life in carbs. Invents pretzels as a reward to children who learned their prayers. That's how you do it. That's how you get kids into spiritual life. You feed them warm carbs. Um, he calls the strips of baked dough folded to resemble arms crossing the chest. Oh, so maybe they were actually so, twisted. Yeah, maybe they were actually twisted. And Usually when you have a product like that where there's a traditional look to it, that look evolved over time. And don't usually when you get baptized, you cross your arms and go backwards. Look, we made the, we made pretzels, Jesus. There we go. Jesus would probably enjoy those hot pretzels. There really is something divine about them. If I would eat my, I could eat my weight and right out. And even, what was it, Annie's? In the in the mall back in the day, back in the day when you had malls and you go in and you would get hit with all the smells and you had the cookie store and then you had, you know, the the pretzel twisty things and they hung on the little rotating spindle oh, yeah. majiggle and then you would get it with or without dipping sauce and sauces would include like honey mustard or just regular mustard or then you would have like the cheese. I hadn't thought about it in forever, but yeah, going back down memory lane, what do you I, mean? I can remember that entire wall of Absolutely, the food court in the mall. You got the, the arcade, and then the taco place, and then Sabaro Pizza, and then the ice cream place, and then the cookie store around the corner. You could and not. Then pretzels was down the way. Go to the mall as a young child because your parents were dragging you there for. Easter outfits. Somebody was going to Belk. Somebody was going to Belk. Or, Sears. You're getting uh, new clothes for um, school. And maybe things have changed, but back in our day, or at least for me, no, no little boy kid wants to spend all their day in Auntie a Belk Anne. or Sears or somewhere like that. Auntie Anne's was the name of it. 
and they were the pretzel place. It was like the cookie place, but it was the pretzel place. And then you had the friends. You had that one friend who always wanted the cinnamon twist, and they were, you know, a little bit crispier, I think, or maybe I'm thinking of Taco Bells. But they were, or the, or were they cinnamon bites? Somebody is salivating right now, hollering at me because I'm getting it wrong. It was, I think it may have been the little bites, and then you would dip them into the icing. So that was the dipping. Not to be confused with cinnabon. Not to be confused with cinnabon. No, these came, these came different. They were like donut holes, but not, and sprinkled with cinnamon, and um, yeah. Or you would just get your own pretzel, and then. Man, now I'm hungry. And you can't find them anywhere. Like, that's the point. Like, that's why I was so excited. When you see them at places, you have to get one. I don't even know if, like, the fair traditionally has them. You can usually find a big pretzel at the fair. Can you? You can if if it hasn't changed. I haven't been to the movies in a minute. But used to at the movies, you could get a big hot pretzel. I almost read that out loud. But yes, there usually was a Claire's in every mall as well. We're going to leave that there. And we got the boys coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.